This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Kicking lifers out there, how the heck are you? Happy, happy day to you, whatever day it is. Wow, we've got an exciting show lined up for you today. Excellent as we continue moving on. This young lady I'm bringing on, and I say young, but I'm telling you, in the world of wisdom, well behind her years. She's a six-degree black belt, a master martial artist, a magazine columnist for Century Martial Arts and the Taekwondo Times, news and radio personality, author of four, get this, four wildly successful books. One is, I am a martial artist, another one, they call me master, and then a complete idiot's guide to taekwondo, and her last one is, will I ever feel happy again, talking to people about overcoming depression and battling through adversity and challenges in life. And she's also well-renowned for this poem, and I consider it to be the martial arts poem, which I'm going to read to you here, and hopefully I do a good job of reading it to give it its due justice here, because this thing is absolutely amazing. She has this on bookmarkers and cups and coffee mugs and in her book, and here's how it goes. I am a martial artist. I am a martial artist. I see things through different, see things. Uh-oh, now I've already stumbled and messed it all up again. So we're gonna... Come on, man. <laughs> there she is. She's going to round kick me in the head for that yeah, uh, laughing. All right, here we go again. I'm not even going to cut this. We're going to go with this so everybody knows I'm real here. I am a martial artist. I see through different eyes. I see a bigger picture when others see gray skies. Through many cannot conceive it. I stand facing the wind. My bravery, not from fighting, but from strength within. I am a martial artist. I walk the extra mile, not because I have to, but because it's worth my while. I know that I am different when I stand on a crowded street. I know the fullness of winning. I've tasted the cup of defeat. I am a martial artist. They say I walk with ease. Through train for bodily harm, my intentions are for peace. The world may come and go, but a different path I'll choose. A path I will not stray from, no matter win or lose. I give to you Master Karen Eden. Master Eden, how are you, ma'am? Hey, good job. I'm doing yeah. good, Mr. Fitz. How are you doing? Awesome. I'm doing fantastic there. Stumbled over my words. Oh, my gosh. And I practiced and read this so many countless times for this opportunity. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, there it is. But, anyway, we're here today. And, my goodness, I am so grateful and so honored and so humbled to have you on the show today. And I know we spoke briefly yesterday about the, what the show is all about. And it's my viewers and listeners, and they, they know what it's all about. It's all about living your best kick in life when the world smacks you around, knocks you down, as we know it's going to, having that perseverance, that drive, that battle, that desire to get back up and give it another shot, and not only give it another shot, learn from those experiences. And I can't think of a better person to have on the show to talk about battling through uh, adversity and challenges than you. So thank you so much for joining us today. Truly honored, and I appreciate that, and I hope you'll give me permission to call you Rich, and please call me Karen. <laughs> okay, no worries, no worries. I'm honored. Uh, we will do that. So the the uh, I am a martial artist poem, which is it's been out there for quite some time. And as I mentioned, it's on bookmarkers and cups and coffee mugs. And in your book, I am a martial artist, which is uh, folks, you want to check all four of the books out. But this one, especially regardless if you're a martial artist or not, it's heartfelt inspirations for instructors and those in training. And we're all in training every day. Right, ma'am? Just in training to become a better person. Yeah, you know, it, it never, the training never stops. It never stops. No, it just continuously, well, every day it's a new experience, you know, something new. If you have an open mind or as we like to call it in the martial arts industry, an empty cup, you know, you're you're subjected to filling that cup with knowledge. Now, you choose the knowledge you put in there, but uh, it's got to be empty in order to absorb new knowledge. And we're all about, you know, spreading that positivity and making the world a better place. 
Right. I, uh, you know, I, I, I shock myself sometimes that I change so much that I don't even know who I am sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you just, you think you know who you are and you're strong and you're, you have a dominant personality and you're stubborn. And if you keep on your journey, sometimes something might smack you around a little bit and go, hey, guess what? You don't know, do you? <laughs> so I always, I actually appreciate that when life kind of does that to me on my journey. And it's happened many, 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 many times for me personally. Jerry, and I think that, once again, being humble and accepting that uh, moving forward. And that's the whole beautiful thing about martial arts, you know, living a more disciplined uh, art form of life to discover what you don't know, but then also battle through the adversity and challenges that life does throw your way. Because you never, you, we can never fully appreciate a sunny day if we don't occasionally have a rainy day, right? Well, the, I tell you what, when you sometimes when it rains longer than it should, that's when you really appreciate the warmth on your face. And, uh, you know, I, I know that every, no, I've always said nobody gets through this world without their share of some kind of pain somehow. I think I've met one woman in my life who told me she's never had anything bad happen to her. And I still look at her like my dog looks at me when he doesn't understand what I'm trying to tell him. Because I, I just, I've never met anybody like that. But, of course, she's older and, and she's had family, her parents died and things like that. But, I'm assuming she just thinks, you know, that's just the normal course of life. But, you know, that's still devastating, in my opinion, to lose family members and, and to have to recoup. And But that's the way it is. I mean, that's that's the journey. And, you know, I mean, how you, how you handle the journey is going to make a difference between uh, success and not having the success you deserve. Absolutely. And folks listening, I tell you, you're in for a treat here. I mean, and of course, back to that lady there, uh, it, it, she may choose to handle things in a different manner. It, it, and that's definitely fine. However, she handles it to get through where, you know, something that we would see as a devastating travesty. Maybe maybe it's not that big a deal to her. Uh, we don't know. But I, I do know from and this is my personal experience and just, you know, feeding off what you had mentioned there. Yeah. When there's setbacks are there, you know, you look at it differently and hopefully you don't make the same mistake again but you've got the, the option you can whether they're in self-pity or you can get back up and say you know what there's nothing much i could do about that but i can learn from it and i can make it better yeah well i'm not so sure it's not prozac either rich I, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh that is so beautiful you know and and uh, i've got a little hashtag that i use all the time called called uh, right hook of reality so we just fired one off within the first five minutes Bang! A right hook of reality right there. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, good stuff. So, Karen, tell us, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, all the wonderful, wonderful things you're doing, being a columnist for Century Martial Arts, a Taekwondo Times, uh, news and radio personality, and, of course, you know, the author of these four fantastic books. Tell people how they can find you and, uh, you know, not only look you up, but Follow, share, and, uh, you know, get get that word out to inspire others to follow the wonderful things you're doing. Okay, and thank you for the opportunity. Um, if, you're, if you do social media, um, I do have a Facebook group page, which, I don't know, four to 5,000 people, I think, are on it. And what I do is I do write daily doses of inspiration. If you're familiar with my books and my martial arts columns, which I've been writing for well over 20 years now, um, you, you're definitely going to like that page if you're on social media. And so um, that's called uh, Master Karen Eden, Master of Inspiration. And I also now have, just like yourself, sir, I have a, a radio program, a radio blog, and it's also called Master of Inspiration, where I have guests come on that have gone through their own trials and tribulations and have overcome them. A lot of them are martial artists, and then some of them have nothing to do with martial arts. But that airs uh, pre-recorded live every Monday. 9 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Mountain. And then, of course, as you know, the link is also always available 24-7 once the show runs. And uh, I try to post that link on social media. But if you don't have social media, you can go to amaa.com. That's radio blog, amaa.com on your computer. And then all the links are, are, are right there. And I'm not the only one on there. I think Professor Gary Lee's on there. Uh, uh, Grandmaster Jesse Bowen's on there. Um, and so we all kind of collaborate to try to, you know, uh, to make a difference in the world in radio broadcasting. And that's my goal. And so um, I appreciate your feedback, too. So that's that's kind of where I'm moving in this direction right now. Awesome. 
And, folks, I guess you're definitely seeing a trend there, you know, master of inspiration, motivation. And, and you know, hear me talk every single week about it. And the guest I bring on, we try and connect on the same level. Unfortunately, as a society, it seems like we're inundated with negativity. It just bombarded everywhere we turn. So that's the biggest reason we've got us kind of square pegs in that round hole trying to stand out here to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, life's tough. Life's going to knock you down. But darn it, if you focus on the negativity, you're probably going to have more negativity. Let's start trying to focus on the positive, plant the right seeds in order to live our best, as I like to call it, best kick in life. And beautiful. Well said, well said. Well, and you know, if it's, my, my philosophy behind it is if you can't take the things that have happened to you and use them to help other people, then really you haven't learned your lesson because everything is on your stage for that reason. And, you know, Rich, it's not easy to open up and share aspects of your life. I'm, I've never been comfortable with it. I don't, you know, I'm very quiet and reserved, actually. Um, but in, and a lot of the, the very high-ranked martial artists I have on also, they're opening up and dispelling things that they know I didn't even know. And so, but there's just an understanding, you know, we have this wisdom, we have the experience, we have the knowledge. Before we leave this world, we got to pass that down. And all of our pain, instead of sweeping it under a carpet, you know, let's go ahead and help the next people coming up that, that haven't gone through that yet. Learn and understand, A, how to avoid these situations and make these bad judgment errors. And B, if they did, how they can recover from it and still have a wonderful life. So that's kind of the way, you know, we look at it. I'm sure you know what I mean. Oh, my gosh. That's absolutely beautiful. And I'm a huge believer in the law of attraction. Absolutely. You know, what you put out in the universe, you know, karma, law of attraction, you're going to get right back. And, Karen, in my last two guests that I've had on the show, I had Professor Brandon Beliso, and he just uh, published his first book, Live, Learn, and Grow, Lessons of a Reluctant Tiger. And his whole thing was kind of the – from Shrek, peeling back the layers of the onion. You've got to get in deep emotionally with yourself and those mistakes that you've made, expose those, so to speak, so you can help out others to leave a legacy behind by sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your failures, your, as he calls your blemishes, your warts, pimples, whatever it may be, in order to help somebody else live a better life. And then my last guest was Benji Molina, which is a uh, professional baseball player. He just wrote a book about his three brothers, uh, Benji, Jose, and uh, Yadier Molina, and the quest of their father planting the seeds to have these three be a professional baseball players and highly talented professional baseball players. All of them have won a, a World Series a championship, multiple gold gloves, but Benji Molina, what he's doing is pretty much getting out there and saying, hey, we can make what we do better, not only as professional athletes, but as a society as well, just being a nice person, showing the right thing, trying to pay it forward, helping out others. And, I, and obviously you're talking about, and it's you know well-written in your books and all your other publications, all the positive energy that you're putting out in the world, which is just so beautiful because, as I mentioned, you know we're inundated with negativity with a new and the media and everything else, I just want people to know, hey, there is another choice. There is a better way. Right. And um, I, I say this with all humility. I'm probably, as far as I know, the first inspirational philosophical martial arts writer to come about in the early 90s um, when, I, when I got noticed and picked up by magazine editors, which, editors, which was the first venue that I used for, for inspiration and, and philosophy. Uh, most of the, you pick up a magazine and it was all about, you know, how to kick butt and yeah. everything. And, all the tough guys, yep. <laughs> yeah, all the right techniques. And all of a sudden they take a chance on me. And I believe it was a magazine that's no longer in existence now. It's called Inside Taekwondo. And it was a CFW Enterprise had a whole bunch of karate magazines and they kind of went under. Um, but that they were the first to give me a chance. John Corcoran was one of their editors at that time. And they weren't, they weren't sure if it was going to work. But they, uh, they had me do a couple of feature write-ups, and by that time, I was already a professional journalist, so writing for me is no big deal. Um, and and the, the columns got such huge, huge feedback of people saying, thank you for writing about, you know, losing, <laughs> which I did. <laughs> you know, thank, thank you for writing about overcoming things. And, and that's, from there, I got my own column, and then I got another column, and then another column, and it just, you know... I thank my Lord and Savior, it, it, it did well. Uh, but I know that at first they, they weren't real sure how the industry was going to accept me as a philosophical writer. And I'm glad to say, you know, four books later and 
hundreds and hundreds of magazine write-ups later that the industry did embrace me. And that, I'm very grateful, very, very grateful for that. Oh, incredible. And yeah, that's, and, and yeah, being a martial artist, we want to always do what we can to be humble. So I'll, I'll, I'll speak on your behalf. I, I know when I first read, I am a martial artist and I, I don't remember what year it was, but, uh, it was on, it was in century magazine. So I bought, like I mentioned the bookmarkers and the coffee cup and the, uh, the tumbler. I don't know if they call them tumblers back then, but <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, but it, then I picked up your book. I'm a martial artist and it's something I have every single one of my black belt and training read and it's so popular now it's it's unavailable since we ran out but i know we spoke yesterday hopefully they're going to have those back in by christmas right right yeah we're we're trying to um figure out how we we can renegotiate that deal in the meantime i know it is available on amazon.com but um their their stock is is quickly yeah, diminished very limited I checked it yesterday. Yeah. So, folks, uh, make sure you go to Amazon.com and check it out. Uh, I am a martial artist. And always mention, uh, Karen's got four books out. I am a martial artist. They call me master, complete idiot's guide to taekwondo, and will I ever feel happy again? Uh, my personal favorite is is I am the martial artist, heartfelt inspirations for instructors and those in training. And as I mentioned, even if you're not in martial arts, it's a philosophical approach to a better way of life from a martial artist's point of view. And yeah, I, I can't even imagine at first putting this out there in the early 90s, and you were by far the uh, the leader in doing this because the martial arts industry, as we both know, and others, it, well, I guess since the MMA has opened up, that's opened a whole new can of worms, but all it's really done is expose what people, unfortunately, believe martial arts is, which is, you know, arms and legs, punching, kicking, and abuse, but there's so much more. The art form, the art form, and the, if you will, the scientific, philosophical form is all about life skills, character development, living your best possible life through being a good, humble person. The code of the samurai, right? Putting others first to help our society become a better place to live as opposed to yeah, just beating this person up. Right. And, um, you know, we're, we're speaking as traditional martial artists and those who came up the rank in a traditional martial art form, whether uh, Japanese, Korean or Chinese, which were the three original countries, you know, that most of us feel the same way. You know, I every, a lot of things are fads and I am just, hoping <laughs> that that MMA stuff's a fad and it's going to go down <laughs> like a lot of the other out there because it really does make us look uh, totally different in the, the non-martial arts public eye. And I, for one, will be very happy. I know it, especially back in the, around 2000 and so, I mean, it was probably the biggest moneymaker out there with pay-per-view and that kind of thing. But everything runs its course. But uh, for the last, what, 3,000 years, traditional martial arts has been here. I think it will continue to be here. And I am kind of a a dinosaur with sticking with the preservation as much as we can of the way it was and the way it is now. Um, And, you know, we get into the, I call them Generation Xers and the the Millennials and you know, they like to, they think differently than us and they like to maybe, they like to change that tradition out a little bit to make it more uh, warm, cozy, funny, and, and perhaps palatable uh, as far as raking in a little more money. But, you know, us, we're the, we're the traditionalists who, you know, we're fine if we, we're not looking to be necessarily the millionaires. We just want to be able to be, to teach what we know changed our life. And so, that's uh, kind of kind of the way I look at what you're talking about there a little bit, but you know I, I do have a lot of friends who do MMA though, so <laughs> no, I, <laughs> they I, know how I feel. Yeah, I'm 100 with you there, and it, it's it is what it is. If anything, I mean, you got some guys like uh, Jordan Saint Pierre who've kind of spread. He's still stay with a little bit of the traditional martial arts. He's very respectful. He bows. You know, he doesn't really get engaged in some of those, I don't know, trash-talking nonsense or gloating, which which is good. But that can of worms has been opened. And, and you know, maybe it is just a fad. Um, and you and I both uh, studying Tung Sudo and, you know, Quan Jinim's dream was all about, you know, the mudokwan, the mudo values of not the physical first because all you're doing is when you're 
you know, attacking is adding more violence to an already violent society. But how can you create world peace, you know, as Mission 2000 on international relationships, you know, human relationships within. And once again, kind of back almost, if you will, the code of the samurai to serve others, to make others better by being that leader and being that example uh, and what kind of legacy you're going to leave behind. And unfortunately, the I guess the mindset nowadays is what's in it for me right here, right now? How quickly can I get a black? belt and then how quickly can i learn to do a spinning wheel kick and take somebody's head off <laughs> you know so well, and you know the truth is you know traditional martial arts it was a very spiritual practice it was it was practiced through the the buddhist monks yes. i'm talking thousands of years ago to defend their territory and they had a lot of philosophy behind that that warrior type training and so much of that you know I, Mixed martial arts is not martial arts. And, you know, there's, there's a philosophy of why you would use martial arts, even with the, the Buddhist monks. There's only certain occasions you use it, and there's, and there's only certain reasons why you use it. I mean, and, and so, um, so, so much of it has changed now to being about um, getting the ratings and the pay-per-view bucks that, you know, I, I personally think, though, again, that that's going to die out because th- those type things don't last. And so we'll see what happens next, you know. Sure. Well, and that, that what you just said was absolutely perfect regards to, you know, mixed martial arts. Yes, it's a mixture of, uh, of different physical styles of martial arts, but it's almost kind of like a, uh, uh, I don't say a potluck, but an a la carte. I'll pick this, I'll pick this, I'll pick this. So I'll pick the physical, I'll pick the grappling, I'll pick the kicking and punching, but we eliminate the mental, emotional, and spiritual, if you will, by the physical. And to me, I'm a big believer, and those all have to balance, if you will, the three, the mental, uh, physical, and the spiritual. And I intermix spiritual and emotional because I think your emotion is your spirit inside. And I know some people are scared of the spiritual side, but I'm open on my podcast here and tell people I believe in God. I pray every single day, and I believe I've been given a God-given purpose and a voice to spread that positivity throughout the world and inspire people to get up when life knocks you down, but it all starts with believing in yourself. But that goes back to, I think, you know, the maybe there's a little mental involved with the MMA, but 90% of it or more is physical and very little of that spiritual, which I think is has got to be that third leg on a three-legged table. Without it, you're missing a major component. And I, I, would, I would believe, I, I believe what you're saying 100%. Uh, you know, I tell people all sports are going to develop focus. And yep. discipline. I mean, I have a 15 year old who wrestles, plays football, and those sports are not easy sports and conditioning, uh, hours a day of training. But the difference between us and, and football and soccer and all the other sports is that we should be applying the philosophy behind who we are and why we do what we do because ultimately we want to turn out good people as instructors, uh, good, good people in, that are going to be in society after we're long gone. So we got to continue that tradition, and um, those who know the way I write know that that's kind of the, a lot of what I, I, I talk about and I write about, about being the real thing, being the real deal. Um, let's not even go there, Rich, <laughs> with being the real thing and being the real deal, because, man, I tell you what, some of the stuff I see now, I'm just, I just, my jaw drops. I mean, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, there's. Well, obviously, social media, it opens it up to so many people who didn't have a voice before, which, you know, maybe things were better when they didn't have a voice because now everybody's an expert on everything and they've got the comfort of hiding behind the computer screen. So, you know, for you to put yourself out there the way you did is such an inspiration to so many people that there is I don't think there's any way that you really realize how many people you're affecting by doing what you're doing, by fighting the battles that you've had to fight to get through by spilling your soul out there and talking from a philosophical point of view in a predominantly ego male egotistical society and I'm talking about the martial arts community you know it's you know who can beat you up well I can do this and that and you know everybody's got their input and like I mentioned everybody's a professional and coming from a guy's point of view us guys we know everything about everything but very little about anything and that's just throwing it out there <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's a there's just a whole potpourri of what goes on in um social media on my in my my personal timeline. Um I probably have close to 5,000 friends, but you know, I actually don't have that many friends. <laughs> I, you know, 
I'm I'm not I'm honestly I'm not the most outgoing person and um you know I I most of them are are just martial artists and I I, I appreciate that I'm very humbled that people want to follow me or be my friend but you know you do, I I do see a lot of stuff um that really goes against you know what I feel we should we should be doing out there I mean I see a lot of people a lot of martial artists and some of them very high ranked that are wasting their breath, you know, with, with fighting and the F-bombs and everything yep. else. That's pure ego right there. I mean, an, an original monk who studied traditional martial arts would, would not engage in that. It, it just let it go. I mean, I, I have people who don't necessarily like everything I say or do either, but I'm not going to engage them because the truth is, you know, we know this in media, if you give any attention to anything, they're going to get more attention. I mean, that's why... You know, you do radio. Uh, I have a radio blog, too, but I did 12 years of commercial radio as well. And the first thing they say is don't talk about the competitor because the competitor, just by you talking about them, they're going <laughs> to yeah. get attention. So, you you know, you just you, you have to be very careful and have enough discipline to kind of put that ego on the back burner if you're going to go out there and say you're a martial arts instructor. And, you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, right? No, it's it's uh, my listeners hear it all the time, but they always hear it from my voice. So it's so so very rewarding to hear it from you know another inspirational martial artist's voice and kind of almost the I, I don't know if I'm going too far on a limb to say the founder of inspiration here because somebody taught you, but you chose to go out there. You chose to go out on that limb and you chose to be philosophical and talk about the spiritual aspect where most people wouldn't and those that maybe wanted to didn't take that step or that leap of faith and you did and i'm telling you me personally and there's so many thousands of well, millions what am i saying out there that have read your books have read your i am a martial artist and followed you and, and you know that you just never know the power but it takes that first person to have the courage and confidence all the virtues of being a martial artist to step out and do that and i commend you for that and the world is a much better place and it's going to be a better place because you're leaving a legacy you are inspiring so many people that are going to say you know what if karen eden can do it gosh darn it i can do it and i tell them yes you can but you got to believe in yourself and you got to be willing to take the hits well and i i appreciate that and i I don't know. Uh, honestly, I don't think I knew what I was doing in the beginning, <laughs> except just writing what I felt to be truth. And I wanted to stand in my own truth. And even today, I take a lot of leaps um, with pushing, pushing the button a little bit in that aspect. Um, and I think the biggest thing I've learned is you're not going to be able to dance to please everybody in the room. But you do need to be true to yourself. And you need to be true to your God. And, you know, the, what, what you were called to do, uh, in this world will definitely show through if you're willing to be true. Um, and that's about the best way that I can put it. Oh, that's beautiful. So I, I, I know the answer, but I just want to hear it. Is it safe to say you just kind of followed your heart, what you believed in wholeheartedly and just went with it? Um, 20 years ago, uh, it, it all started when um, I was in a column. It was a feature write-up. Man, it was over 20 years ago. What am I saying? It was like 1992. And I was a brand new first degree black belt. And um, the editor said, you know, you're already establishing broadcasting. So let's do a feature write up for you in one of those magazines, Secrets of Masters, Inside Kung Fu. I don't even remember which one. And um, I really I really opened up my heart and put out there really who I am and some of the things that, that I've had to overcome in my life. And um that was the first that kind of opened up the can of worms there. Nobody else was doing anything like that. And the editor, you know, working with me. said we got a good response on that. So I want to give you your column. I want you to keep writing this in the, he called it's John Corcoran. He called it the internal aspects of martial arts. He told me, he said, nobody can do it like this. I can't even do this. Nice. So I want you to write these aspects for me. And I appreciate John because it's been, you know, well over 20 years now that we've worked together in various magazines and we continue to work together every single month. And, um, you know, he, he really did give me a chance and I'm not going to put it any other way. You know, I, I often write about this too. Um, sometimes you go through life and you know what you want to do and you keep hitting these slamming doors and over and over and over again, but you have to realize it only takes one person to believe in you. That's all it takes. <laughs> and once you find that one person to believe in you, you're at a whole, whole different level. And I've been fortunate to have that one person and various aspects in my life who took me in. But honestly, it's not like I didn't have hundreds 
of other doors that were slammed in my face. So I like to tell people that, you know. Uh, and once again, that's the beauty of, of what you've done and where you've come from and who you are, that perseverance, that determination, that willingness to overcome, to battle through, to succeed. But I think most importantly, yes, it is you you have to believe in yourself first in order for anybody else to believe in you. And you had that belief with those hundreds, possibly thousands of doors being shut. And I'm quite confident there were a lot of times you kept, you may have asked yourself, I know I have, why am I doing this? What am I doing here? Come on now. And those thoughts, you know, those negative seeds or weeds, if they, if you will, pop up in your mind. But over the years, you know, surround myself with a different group of people, reading different books, being inspired, being motivated. I've been able to keep those, you know, negative weeds that pop up. I'm much better at clipping those babies now and knowing what my purpose is. But that's just getting my priorities in order, leading with my heart and my grandma would always say to me, she passed away a few years ago, but she was my cornerstone. She would say, Richie, as long as you put God first, Richie, as long as you follow your heart, Richie, as long as you're doing right by God, Richie, as long as you're doing right to help out others. And that was her whole message. And she continued to pump that in my head. And to be honest, you know, in my Mm -hmm. 20s, Richie was a little egotistical. I I played uh, hockey at an extremely high competitive level. And I was an athlete along with being a martial artist. And uh, my biggest thing, my father was in the military, served uh, honorably in Vietnam. And that was, well, it was a rough upbringing with him. I connect with him now better than I ever have in my entire life because maybe Richie's matured a little bit and my dad being 72 years old now has let off some of his uh, machoism I guess but uh, it's all about uh, honor integrity discipline and respect and putting those there you know obviously serving God in my purpose first to help out others but even playing uh, sports I was one of those, and I was never a very big person. I'd fight a lot, especially in hockey. If somebody would dis- disrespect the game by taking a dive or just being disrespectful to the team, didn't matter with my own teammate, <laughs> we would go at it. And I got to beat up more times than I'd like to admit. But it was all about, hey, we're going to have respect. We're going to have honor. Even before I guess I knew what that was. But until... And it's gotten better now. I mean, I'd like to jump through the computer screen and punch some of these people out that, you know, make some of these rash comments. But I've gotten better about conquering myself in regards to coming from the inside out, you know, being comfortable with who I am, what I'm saying, and knowing it's coming from the heart, knowing it's the right thing to do. That, that's so much better. It, it really helps deflect some of that negativity that comes in because I feel good about what I'm doing inside. Right. Well, you know, what other people say about you, that's their problem. That's not your problem if you're standing in your truth. And the more you get into the public eye, whether it's magazines, radio, TV, or speaking engagements or appearances or whatever it is, you've got to get a little hard with that. You have to put that shell up. Look, you know, you, what you think of me and what you, you say negatively about me, that's your problem. That's not me because I'm doing what I have a calling in my life to do and don't even give it any more attention outside of that. And, you know, that's, that takes a lot for a lot of us martial artists because, you know, we, well, I mean, not even martial, everybody has self doubt. And that's something that uh, that was going to be my next, actually my next blog talking about self doubt. But what I've come to realize is that, you know, 90% of the people out there, they don't achieve their ultimate best that they can in life because of self-doubt, because it is uncomfortable to take a chance and go, hey, you know, look at my work. What do you think? Or, you know, what, can, can, I, can you put me in the, in, in the, the ring for, to see if I can do this speaking engagement? I mean, it takes a lot of courage to do that. And that self-doubt that's already programmed in us yep. is something that has to be deprogrammed. But I always say, you know, somebody has to get the pie in the sky. Why can't it be you? Why can't it be me? That's the way you you really need to look at it in life because somebody's got to do it. And if you've got the calling to do something, don't let that self-doubt creep in and don't listen to people who are going to try to bring you down about what you're supposed to do. I could go on for days, so you better stop me when you've had enough. Oh, gosh, no, you keep going. Beautiful and well said. And I think we're all, unfortunately, seeking the approval of others uh, in, in order to know, am I doing the right thing? Uh, did you like what I just said? Are, are you happy with what I wrote? And seeking that approval from others. And uh, Simon Sinek, I'm a huge fan of him. I don't know if you've read any of his books, Start With Why and Leaders Eat Last. But his whole thing, putting it out there in the universe, if you're counting the number of likes you get on a post, you're feeding off that. 
So you should expect on the other side that you're going to get some dislikes too. But if you put too much weight into either one of those, you're never really going to be happy. Yes, we all love all the likes and loves and hearts and everything else, which is power and motivating and inspiring. And, and we need that to a certain degree. But his point is try not to weigh too much on either side of it. Know in your heart that you're doing the right thing. And it doesn't matter the likes or dislikes. You know you're leading the life you're supposed to be leading, living the life you were born to, to, to live and doing what you, being who you are. You know, one in 7.5 billion people, but there's not another Karen Eden out there. There's not another Rich Grove out there. We're one and only, but we have to take that God-given talent, ability, believe in it, and make the world a better place. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you're, you're right what you say. You don't, don't make what you do incumbent upon how many thumbs up that you get in social media. Uh, I get thumbs up and sometimes I don't. I mean, I'm always surprised. A lot of times, I know uh, Karen Eden gets a little too religious for people, and I don't get a lot of thumbs up when I do, when I say something that is religious. And you know what? I don't care. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. I have to stand in my truth, and I'm not going to be in this world forever. And I have to make sure that I have done everything I can to change the atmosphere for people to have a, a, an understanding of what's really going on in the world before I leave. I know that that's been my journey, and that's been part of my calling. And I'm, I'm still working on a couple of things that I won't even mention at this point. However, it is true. You know, you, you don't worry about anything. Don't worry about where the money's coming from. Don't worry about who's going to like your stuff. Don't worry about who's going to make fun of you. Find out why you're supposed to be here and stand in your truth. And I promise you, the doors will open. The light will shine brighter like the dawning of a new day. And you know where that is. Yeah, comes. baby. If you can just stay focused on that one aspect. Wow. All right, who out there's got goosebumps? Yes, I, I do. <laughs> Boom, dancing around the studio here. Absolutely, and beautifully said as always. And that's the hardest thing in life, which it should be the easiest thing, is just to be you, just to be yourself. And fortunately, we try. And and by the way, I'm uh, writing a book. We I thought it was finished, but I sent it to the editor, and uh, they shredded it, which I guess happens, and which is okay, <laughs> which is okay. And we're coming back, and we're actually going to put together a little series, and it's called Square Peg Round Hole. And it's all about us as society trying to cram ourselves in that proverbial round hole to be like everybody else, to fit in that hole. And even though it's not comfortable, we're in there with everybody else, but if you do that, you're not utilizing your God-given talent. Be that square peg. Now, I'm talking about in a respectful manner. Don't ever stand out and be disrespectful. In a respectful manner, most importantly, respectful to yourself, stand out and be who you were born to be, but believe enough in yourself to use your God-given abilities to be you. Don't be somebody you're not. And, yeah, talking about spiritual, talking about, you know, God and talking about whatever, you know, you believe in. And, and God could be for whatever. I, if somebody, you know, Buddha or Allah or whatever, it doesn't matter to me. I think you need, everybody needs to have a strong spiritual presence and realize there is something out there bigger guiding you to be a better person. And, and that's just my philosophy and my input on that. And that's kind of that third leg, if you will, of the uh, the martial artist, the mental, the physical, and the spiritual. Well, I'm pretty used to being a, a, a square peg. <laughs> that's beautiful. I'm, I've pretty much lived my whole life like that, and it's okay. Um, you know, I'm not for everybody. I am not everybody's cup of tea. I know I'm not. But I am here for, for somebody to, ma to make a difference in their lives. And I want, uh, you know, I do want to mention, I don't know what your time frame is, Rich, you let me know, but um, I'm starting January, I'm going to be going to Native American reservations, and I'm going to be doing inspirational talks with a group of, of ethnic young people that have been under the radar for the past couple of hundred years that seem to go unnoticed and ignored, and they need a lot of help. So if, I would oh. appreciate everybody's prayers uh, when I go and I deal with the Native American youth of our country and try to make a difference in their life. But yeah, absolutely. You know, that there's a reason why you're square. There is a total reason for that. If you're a young person listening in and you don't fit in with the crowd, good. That means you're doing something right. Yep. And that's all I can say about that. But definitely keep me in your prayers as I go out and I try to make a difference 
uh, in the Native American community. Well, uh, when you do that, please share that on my timeline, and I'll share that out there. I've, I do have a quite a large uh, following of teenagers, which is awesome. we got, I don't know how many teenagers at our martial arts academy, and I'm privileged enough to go around to schools and do uh, inspirational talks, talking to them about planting the right seeds, about being the right person, and have developed quite the following with the teenage group, which I'm extremely happy about because, you know, it's an old cliche, but the kids, the children are our future, and that's why I work so hard, and, and I've went around, I guess, in the past two months, I don't know, a couple hundred speeches just with the elementary buildings going in and doing grade levels and then actual individual classrooms completely on me and just a donation of my time to give back to those schools to plant the right seeds in these kids' minds and just say, look, if you're, you're planting a garden, which you are every single day in your mind, if you're wanting strawberries, you've got to plant strawberries, meaning if you want to have a positive life, you've got to plant positivity. You're never going to get strawberries by planting onions. I mean, you're never going to get positive mm-hmm. by planting negative and just kind of impacting that message and picked up quite the following with the uh, the teenagers and our future uh, well, the youth is, is our future. And I had somebody ask me not too terribly long ago, why in the world do you spend so much time working with kids? And I said, well, the truth be told, I'm a little selfish. And they go, you are? I said, yeah, well, I'm doing this because when these kids get older, they're the ones that's going to be taking care of me. And I'm a little concerned right now. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, you're absolutely right. I also, almost everything I do is surrounded with, with young people, everything. And there's, there's no, you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. There's no money in young people. No. I mean, it's not like, you know, but you, it's, it's an investment in to the make future. the world a better place. Yeah. And you, you have to take time with the young people because the truth is, especially this day and age, these guys aren't getting what they need at home. You'd be very surprised. Yeah. I do. I mean, I, let me just tell you some of the things I do to try to put input into our youth. I, I'm uh, a Boy Scout uh, advisory council, and I'm also their chaplain when they need to earn their religious knot. Um, I work with Native American youth. I, I've started inner city martial arts a program 17 years ago in the, the ghetto of Denver, dealing with street kids, gang members. Um, you know, uh, that program is something that I almost lost my life over, and more than once. But it's because I know that I'm making a difference, that things will come against you sometimes and seem impossible. But if you listen to what's in your heart, and what you're supposed to be doing, even if it doesn't make sense to you. And trust me, many things I've done in my life didn't make sense to me. I'd, I'd really, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know why young people are always on my stage, to be honest. But I'm making an impact, and I know that this is something that God put on my path to do, and I got to do it. I mean, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you will be miserable in your life because you just know that you haven't, expended what's in your tank when you go to sleep at night and i hope that makes sense <laughs> oh that makes incredible sense in every uh, facet of the word there we I, well back to sports just for a second there that was something that was generally a captain or a leader on the team and i would talk about look you leave it all on the line you know if we're you know baseball football and hockey were my three major sports uh hockey to the like i said pretty extreme level and i would say look we're going to leave it all out there absolutely everything on the ice when we're done win or lose we know in our heart we gave it all and we have nothing left to give and if we lose that means that team just outplayed us but if we win and don't give our best yeah we may have won but man you know there was something left so never have anything left and the same be told about what we're doing here with the kids we've only got one life live it to the fullest and live it in a point of leaving leaving a legacy behind where maybe they forget your name, maybe they forget exactly what you said, but they never forget how you made them feel. They never forget that you inspired them, you cared for them, and darn it, they feel like that. They're going to give that back to somebody else. And the story I've been telling... Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, absolutely, and I would like to just quickly add to that. When you live your life to the fullest, what the rest of that sentence is that 90% of the people don't tell you is living your life to its fullest ironically means you're going to give yourself away yep. and in many ways as you can. That's fulfilling your life. Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry to cut you off. He just gets back to the code of the samurai to serve, to serve others. 
And Brandon Beliso was on the podcast a couple shows ago. That was his whole thing about stripping back the layers. And he's uh, kind of developed a title in the (laughs) martial arts community as the disruptor because his whole thing is on being a service-based mindset. And we know in the martial arts industry, it's, well, it's, it's men predominantly and men with huge egos. And those huge egos are all about my dad can beat up your dad, so to speak. You know what I mean? And uh, to come at it with the approach you're coming at with a philosophical approach with uh, Brandon Beliso coming at with the serve mindset, the samurai going back old, old school where there's that three leg table, the mental, physical and spiritual. It's uh, it's disrupting the pattern of a lot of people. And you see the post, especially in the Century Martial Arts group, you, you, you post something and be like, well, I got somebody not too long ago get on me and say, hey, the world's not all sunshine and rainbows. So I went back with my Rocky line, which I absolutely love. But <laughs> I said, no, I realize that I'm not looking through rose colored glasses. But what I am doing is I'm choosing to focus on those setbacks to turn those into positives to help plant the right seeds to inspire people, not to wallow in self-pity, which gets nowhere. Quit ex- making excuses. Quit whining and complaining. Let's work together to find solutions to make it better. And not only make it better for us right now, but make it better for these kids in the future. And that's how we leave a legacy. And that's how we inspire and make change. Absolutely. And the the trick and secret to all of that, and I, I, I counsel quite a bit of people, the, you know, the sooner you can heal and move on from whatever the limit is in your life, the better off you're going to be. I am not saying sweep things under a carpet because you can't, but you need to quit deal with things, deal with them, and, and be able to move on. And don't waste your time. I know people have wasted their entire lifetime just commiserating in misery. And, you're, you know, the, the forces out there that work against good, those forces win when you, you waste your time like that. Mm-hmm. The forces that are evil win when you waste your time like that because you're not on track doing what God wants you to do. Absolutely. Well, I'm a big believer in what you focus on magnifies. You know, the part of the mind I've done, I don't know, extensive sur- uh, surgery, <laughs> research on, definitely surgery on my own mind, but research. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> surgery in my own brain to find out what's going on in there. And I actually found one or two actually working brain cells. So that's good news. But uh, now is the reticular activating system, that law of attraction and what you focus on. And if you focus on negativity, gosh darn it, you're going to have more negativity. And my listeners hear me talk all the time about people when you say hey how you doing today and their reply is oh boy one of those days and I say back look yesterday was one of those days the day before was one of those days you're gonna have one of those days every day if you don't change your mindset well I can't just act like I'm happy I said, well, I'll tell you what, you could change the focus instead of focusing on everything that you're unhappy about. Be grateful that you got up today. You've got another day to take a shot at this thing called life. You're breathing. You've got legs. You've got a house. You've got a car. You've got food. Heck, man, you're ahead of a lot of people in the world. Count the blessings and count the gratitudes, and I promise you'll start seeing more of those things to be grateful for instead of whining, complaining, and moaning about what you don't have. Yeah, and the truth is you can't act like you're happy. And if you have to pretend to be happy, then do it. Because what happens is you change the atmosphere around you just by changing your disposition like that. So I tell people that act. Go ahead. Pretend to be happy if you have to. (laughs) Do what you need to do, you know, and and eventually what feels like you're pretending will become your reality. But because you do attract things by the way you act and the things that you say. Beautiful. Absolutely. And uh, one of my last video blogs was all about the the power of a smile. And sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. And what I did was (laughs) I was frowning and I just put my fingers on my lips here and pulled it up and held that smile (laughs) for as long as I could until I started laughing. And I said, some days you need to look in the mirror and do that. And I promise you're going to think that's the goofiest doggone thing you've ever done. But by you holding that thing up there, you're going to force yourself to laugh and smile. And you're going to have a difference. It's empty in that cup. You're letting all that negative go because you're forcing that smile. You're looking in the mirror and you're seeing how beautiful that smile is as opposed to, you know, the upside down smile, which is that frown that brings you down. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Well, Karen, my gosh, 45 minutes has just flown by. I I can't believe it. Uh, Wow. Wow. Good stuff. I can't either. That's crazy. Man, uh, this this has been incredible. I'm still wiping some goosebumps. I can't even talk now. My tongue's tied. Goosebumps off my arms. I, I hope you had a great time. I know I did, and I know our listeners did. Oh, absolutely. I'm always honored to be able to uh, share in anybody who's trying to make a difference. And 
you know, I, I hope that we can get together again soon. And I, I don't remember that I personally have shaken your hand, Rich, but I know I, I've seen your name around at certain events. So, you know, please, you and, and anybody listening, uh, if you see me somewhere, you know, please come up because I'm not as mean as I look sometimes. <laughs> um, and I would love to meet you. <laughs> oh, so that's beautiful. Up. And folks, just just check her out online. She's a beautiful person inside and out. Uh, don't take her off because she's got one heck of a round kick and sidekick. I'll tell you that right now. So just be aware of that. <laughs> That's yeah. that balance. That's well, that balance. I don't know how mean it is now. <laughs> oh, it's it's that uh, inside power. You got it. Um, as a matter of fact, I think uh, on your Facebook page, you got a profile of standing at a truck there and throwing a sidekick in somebody's chops. So that's a pretty good looking picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a long time. I was actually a green in that picture, believe it or not. Oh, and my that gosh. was my original instructor. His name was uh, Mr. Joseph Bruno. He was with C.S. Kim Karate out of Pittsburgh. And oh, yeah. He's the guy that took me in as a white belt, and that's him. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I had no clue that as a green belt, I could even do that kick, but I found that picture and I thought that's kind of cool. Darn I'm right. going to put that picture back out there. Yeah, but absolutely. You know, we're, we all get older and we can still poke. No, I mean, just cause I can't kick your head doesn't mean I won't take your knee out in a heartbeat. So <laughs> you're right. Well, right now you'll take our heart out uh, just by inspiring us and motivating us and leading with the heart. <laughs> we'll crumble. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> Melton. But now. I think uh, it's always when I'll post some different pictures of, uh, I guess, when I was a younger ranks and the students who you know only know us as Master Grogan or Master Eden, and uh, they see pictures of us and like, oh, my gosh, you were a green belt? You were a white belt? Well, yeah. <laughs> At one right. point in time. Right. And I tell the story. I was a, I was a white belt more than once because I was a bit of a goofball. And, uh, you know, in the strict Korean culture, that was not accepted. So. I got demoted no, a few times. <laughs> so it was all about oh. leading with the heart. But, uh, you know, the stone-faced Korean culture, ah, that, that's that's not serious enough. So, but anyway, it is what it is there. Well, gosh yeah, darn. Funny. Ah, good stuff. Well, Karen, thank you so much. Can you please uh, share with our listeners one more time how they can uh, get in touch with you, how they can follow you on social media and your radio shows and your columns and uh, martial arts magazines and any other way to just to see you, hear you, and, you know, feel your inspiration? Absolutely. Uh, I have four books out. The one you mentioned, The Complete Idiot's Guy, that was my first major publishing, and that is not a philosophical book. That was a book that established me as a writer, though. It's a huge, it was a big book. It was a Simon and Schuster Macmillan book, and they had a whole series of them to everything. And I was uh, uh, bequested to to write the one on Taekwondo. Um, and because I'm actually like you, a Tung Sado practitioner, I had a, a co-author come in and write the the practicality, the technical aspects of Taekwondo. And of course, he everybody knows him as Keith Yates, and he's a wonderful co-author as well. Um, so that, that's the first book. My two philosophical books in martial arts, or they call me Master, is my latest release. It's still available through Century Martial Arts. I Am a Martial Artist was the first one. It had sold out now, but it should be coming back soon. And then the other one, Will I Ever Feel Happy Again, has nothing to do with martial arts. It's actually a book written for those who have survived the loss of a loved one uh, by suicide. And unfortunately, suicide has been in my family uh, more than once. And I wrote this from an aspect to help people that are left behind to pick up the pieces to let them know they can be happy again. So if you know of someone that has survived a suicide or you are a survivor, you'll find this book helpful. But if not, you, I would definitely direct you over to one of my other books. I write two karate columns. Um, Taekwondo Times is called Woman of the Times. And MA Success, the, the column, that's a Century Martial Arts magazine, is called Inspirational Ovation. And it is actually the very last column in the magazine, which I was highly offended at at first <laughs> until I realized that inspiration ovation means the final inspiration. And then it became an, like back page inspiration. And it got really big. <laughs> it got really, really big. So um, I, I appreciate Century Martial Arts working with me for over 20 years as well. Well, that's the um, best for last, right? You got to save the best inspiration for last. Leave that best <laughs> taste in your mouth. That's what it is. There you go. Uh, those karate columns are out every month. Um, also, let's see. Oh, yes, you can reach me on social media. I'll be glad to personally friend you, and I'll be glad to put you in my inspirational group. It's Master Karen Eden, Master of Inspiration. 
And I would love to ha have you in there if you like to read daily, uh, daily doses of inspiration. That's more um, on level with what that is. And, of course, I'm doing a lot of traveling and I'm doing speaking engagements. And uh, most of that uh, is, is with our young people like you in the school systems, Native American reservations to try to make a difference. So with that, I would just say keep me in your prayers and your thoughts. And I, I really appreciate, uh, you know, being, being here, Richard. I, I appreciate the, the, the request to come on. And thank you very much uh, for having me as your guest. Oh, my gosh. Thank you very, very much. And um, how about we have you on again sometime in the very, very near future? Does that sound okay? That sounds wonderful. Awesome. Just another positive voice to share the inspiration out there for others. Unbelievable. Well, great stuff, everyone. Uh, as always, thank you so very much for listening. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Please subscribe and share with others because working collectively together, that's how we're going to build our tribe, build our tribe of positivity to help inspire, empower, and influence the world in a positive way. And it's all of us working together. We can do this. You know, I get the best guest on, on our show here just to say, hey, we're not alone. We're all working on this together because we know we're going to live our best kick in life. And as always, I know how valuable time is. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so very much for taking the time to be with us. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed everybody. God bless you and your loved ones. I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Ma'am? Thank you. Oh, listen to that. That, that. That's the closing remark right there. Boom. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay, ma'am, you still there? I'm still here. Awesome sauce. Well, golly, thank you very, very much. That that was that was heartfelt. That was great. I've got pages of notes I didn't even get to yet, so we'll definitely have to have you on again, and we can talk about more inspiration and touch base on what drives you. And, and I've got it written on here, Steelers fan, but we didn't get to that <laughs> since you guys oh, won no. last night. <laughs> where, are you, where are you originally from? Uh, I'm from this area here. Uh, I grew up on a farm, and the first Super Bowl I saw was uh, Super Bowl twelve, the Cowboys against the Broncos, and then the second one was the Cowboys against the Steelers, Super Bowl thirteen. And from then on, obviously, I cried my eyes out after the Steelers beat the Cowboys, and I was, uh, I don't know, against the Steelers from then on, so to speak. So, yeah, being a farm boy, being a cowboy, that's why I chose the Cowboys, I guess. <laughs> You're from Texas, right? No, no, I'm from uh, um, Illinois, Southern Illinois. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. Okay. Very good. Well, and you have your bears there, but I have, we, we like having Steeler fans all over the country. That's all good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Steeler fans and the Cowboy fans are probably the best and most well-traveled uh, football franchise and they're, they're everywhere. You guys got your terrible towel and we've got our, you know, uh, tag of America's team, which, you know, is kind of in danger now because we haven't been to the dance in a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, everybody's from somewhere, right? You are exactly right. Um, well, good stuff. Well, Karen, thank you again I, I, from the bottom of my heart. This is so inspirational and motivational to actually get to chat with you and uh, have you on the show for our listeners to hear the positivity. Golly. And you just uh, I, I wrote an article just recently. I was asked for Dojo, Dojo Times Nation or Nation Times. <laughs> Randy Reed owns that publication uh, to start being a columnist, which I was extremely happy about. So my first article I submitted was Ego versus Humility. And I, I really liked the way it was. And I would like somehow, some way to get in touch with uh, MA Success Magazine and, you know, submit articles from time to time to them and even possibly talk about doing a, a feature story on the growth and development of the Academy and what we're doing. So if you have any input there, if you wouldn't mind dropping my name to them, I'd certainly appreciate it. Okay. And you know what? Uh, just they go ahead and submit it. John Corcoran, he's the uh, editor, and uh, he here's the way John works. He um, can be very brutal. <laughs> okay. So you know, take that's just the way he operates. He's been brutal with me many times on stuff I've submitted. But anyway, don't don't take that in any other sense of he's he's talking about his personal magazine. And I highly recommend if that's you know if you're a writer and that's what you want to do. To go ahead and submit stuff. There's no reason why you shouldn't. Okay. Um, let me know. You know, send me a, send me the link to this radio blog so that I can listen back to it. You know, when you get a chance as well. Absolutely. And what we're doing is this was the uh, second one I recorded today uh, because next Friday is the day after Thanksgiving, so we're not going to have um, we're not going to be in studio for that. So this one won't actually air until um, the Monday after Thanksgiving. So it'll be a week after this Monday before it airs. But yeah, I'll tell you. What time do you air on Mondays? 
Um, it, it, it uploads to iTunes. I, I don't know. Sometime in the wee hours of the morning, they've got it programmed to, um, I think, by 6 or 7 a.m. Central Time just to upload to iTunes. So it, it'll be available probably the time you wake up there. And then what I'll do is I'll take the post, uh, the web post that they have, and then post it on social media, and I'll definitely, you know, tag you. I, I don't know if I can share it on your page or not. I don't know how that works. But I'll, I'll, I'll either text you or send you a, a message that it's up, and just share it from my page would be great. You know what? Just go ahead and put it in the uh, PM me in the chat room. I, I can always get it that way. That's no problem. Okay. Um, okay, I see. So the, you don't actually have a live radio slot that you play back on. You're just that you have the blog that's 24-7. Is that the way yours works? Absolutely, yes. Okay, that's very good. All right, uh, Rich, I appreciate it, and I'd love to meet you sometime, so uh, stay in touch, please. Uh, absolutely, and vice versa. Do you have anything to offer or just want to chat, please? You've got my number now. I, th- I think you do, right? Do you have my number? Uh, yeah, because you texted me, so I have it there, yes. Okay, and uh, yeah, it would be great. Uh, absolutely great. So I told all my instructors, you know, I had the book, and I said, hey, I'm going to go talk to Master Karen Eden. And they got, oh, the lady from I Am a Martial Artist? I said, yes, that's who. And so they were extremely excited as well. And uh, I plan to be at the Super Show this year. I've submitted an application to uh, speak there on a topic. So I plan to be there in July at the Bellagio. Are you going to be able to make it this year? Uh, I was there last year. You know, I get invited, and so if they invite me, I will, and if they don't, I probably won't. <laughs> well, that's honest. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I'm have i off and on with them. A lot of times I have their products, and they have to have me there. So, you know, and I write for them. So, uh, But I don't go every year, so I honestly couldn't tell you at this point whether I'm going or not. Okay. Well, I will keep my fingers crossed and hope that you are, and I'll definitely say a prayer for everything you're doing, especially my wife is uh, part Native American, too, so that has a special place in our hearts. Oh, no kidding. What tribe is she with? Uh, I believe the Cherokee. Her, uh, um, I've got a picture of her on, I probably ought to know this, being my wife for 20-something years, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> being a male, you know how it is, but uh, um, I, 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 I believe the Cherokee tribe, but I'm not a 1,000% sure on that. Oh, okay. Well, she wants. I also have a Native American group page. There's only like 700, 800 people on there, but she wants to go to all Natives under God. I do a lot of inspirational Native American posting and educational stuff there. But usually, if you're not Native American, you're not into it. So shoot, shoot that her way and see if that's something she wants to, and I'll let her in. Awesome. Her name's Desi, Desi Grogan. Uh, and yeah, absolutely. Thank you so very much. Have a wonderful weekend and a blessed Thanksgiving. And, you know, God bless you and your loved ones, ma'am. Thank you. You too. Okay. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.